0: Hello, hello, seeker. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy, and I am so excited that you've stumbled across this show and, particularly, this episode. Remember, there are no mistakes. This one is going to be a potent, powerful episode that is going to help move the needle forward in your life. So, today, I don't have any notes, I don't have any agenda, except the intention to help you see on a whole new level to Talia style why you're experiencing the same patterns that suck <laughs> the same you know defeating situations or thoughts this is a way that can help you to navigate those shit days weeks months the things that come up in your life that do not feel good the self-sabotage the stuff that is holding you back and the reason why this episode is straight for you is because you are some Somebody who is a seeker, and you have been seeking and you have been growing and you have been healing. And the fact that you've been moving forward in your life, even though sometimes it feels slow or it doesn't feel like it's as much as you want, you have been moving forward. You have been moving the needle forward in your life, healing things, overcoming things, dreaming bigger, really being open and awakening to the magic of the universe, of law of attraction, of the quantum, of your best self, personal development. I know that this has been your path. So it's sometimes even more frustrating for us that we deal with these ongoing patterns that seem to come up over and over again Because we are doing so much good in our life, because we are making these shifts and leaping and believing and working on our faith and our self-love and our self-care and all these beautiful things. So the fact that you're on that journey of evolving and awakening and, um, moving into who you truly are, yet you're still dealing with small self, old self patterns, That is a situation that I understand, I get you. And sometimes listening to people's podcasts or seeing them online, it makes it look like when you're manifesting, when you're awake, everything is just so amazing, right? And you see these highlight reels of people's lives. You see them with the soulmate, with the family, with the fancy purse in the fancy house and saying, you know, law of attraction changed my life and it makes it look like there's no internal struggle, but I am here today to be the voice of the real manifester, (laughs) the real deep seeker. And first of all, I want to say that not everybody has the same experience as you. There are people at different levels of their soul growth at different levels of their evolvement (laughs) evolution, we'll say, and not everybody has a rich internal world like you do. But if you have that rich internal world, I get you still waters run deep and you are sensitive. You're an empath. You take in a lot of information and your thoughts and your awareness can sometimes be crippling. It's, you know, it's our biggest blessing, but it's also The thing that can sabotage us, right? This rich internal world. So if you can relate to this stuff, this episode is definitely for you. And I just first want to give you permission before we even launch in, I want to give you permission to be the mess And also be the phoenix. You can be rising and healing and evolving and also feel like a freaking mess sometimes. And this episode is to show you how our mess can actually be the biggest blessing and the thing that we are either avoiding or not realizing. This is coming up to be shown, to be moved through, right? And that's something that I think for us seekers, something I see a lot in clients and I know for myself When I have a bad day or I'm feeling negative or I'm feeling grouchy, I will default to being hard on myself. And that's something that I've had to untrain. It's something I've had to bring awareness and love and light and my angels and source into because I'll get hard on myself and I'll go, why am I feeling this and this? You know, I know it's going to be fine or I know that I'm going to be okay and that all of this is going to pan out. Like I know that I know that I'm here for big things. I know that this is all going to work out. So why am I having such a crappy day? Why am I feeling so bitchy? Why am I feeling negative? Why is XYZ coming up over and over and over again? And it can be really, really frustrating. So again, if you can relate to this stuff, this episode is for you and I'm really excited that you're here. In this episode, I'm also going to share... Um, An insane day that I had last week, and it taught me a lot. It showed me a lot. The lessons are continuing to come from it, and I'm gonna very vulnerably share like, very, very vulnerably. But I know that in doing so, it's going to help other people, and that's what allows me to be able to share because I, you know, as much as I'm all over online. You see me on Instagram, you see me on Facebook, you hear the podcast, it looks again like everything is tickety-boo, right? And I'm comfortable being in the spotlight and I'm comfortable sharing all my shit, but I'm not. I'm a private person. I've also dealt with, and you'll hear this in the episode, but one of my biggest things that holds me back in life is feeling that I'm alone, feeling that I'm unsupported, feeling like I'm a lone wolf. So sharing these things are not easy. Letting people into the real Talia is not easy. It's much more comfortable for me to share the highlight reel, but that's why I make sure to share the different parts of me is because it's not easy, but it is what helps other people. So today I am laying it all out and I know that you're going to get a lot out of this episode. So the first thing that I just want to say before I launch into the story and then kind of go from there the lessons and how this can help you. The first thing I want to say is that a lot of us as we learn sort of this modern spirituality or law of attraction or sort of this, you know, this realm of of thinking, being a seeker, we learn about high vibes and low vibes, right? So where this comes from is the Hertz Vibrational Scale. And they've been studying for a long time, this isn't new, that your emotions change your vibration. So to back up a little bit, we are made of molecules. We'll go back to like what grade nine science or whatever. We are made of molecules, solids, liquids, gas. It's all about the molecules, you know, buzzing around at different frequencies, different speeds, the space between them. That's what makes up, you know, different, different physical things in our experience, but everything, including your laptop and your coffee cup and your shirt and your body is made of molecules and everything has a different, a slightly different vibration. And there's something you can could look up called the Hertz vibrational scale. And this is measures and you can measure it with certain instruments. You can measure the vibrational output of certain things. So food, trees, nature, as I mentioned, your laptop, your phone, everything has a different frequency that it is vibrating at. So when we say high vibe, what is happening is when you are feeling good, Anything above neutral, but when you're feeling optimistic or excited or joyful, or when you're really over the top, like, oh my God, life is so amazing. Your body, your cells vibrate at a higher frequency. They vibrate faster and higher than when you're feeling low, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling negative, when you're feeling shame, guilt, fear any of these things, you vibrate your body, your cells vibrate at a different frequency. So when people are talking about high vibe, it's not just to say it and to be cool. It's, you know, alluding to or pointing to, I want to feel good. I want to feel high vibe. I'm going to make the intention to feel good, to think good things, to feel good emotions. So This is high vibe, right? And we learn that high vibe is good. And in the superficial spiritual community, we talk about, people talk about high vibes only, right? And if you're a diehard, you've listened to every single episode or most of them, you've heard me touch on this before that I think high vibe only is first of all, it's spiritual bypassing. It's also not real. It's like looking at a picture of a celebrity in a magazine and then trying to be like them. Not only is their entire life, you know, focused on health and fitness or their body shape or whatever, they have all the people giving them extensions and making all their meals and personal training. They have all that. But also the image you see in a magazine is Photoshopped. It is not even real. So when we talk about high vibes only and people say, I just only feel high vibes, it's not real. It's not real friend, you are a human and you are given a complex emotional system and that is part of being human, which is why we can't get rid of the ego, why we can't ever have a bad day. And even the most spiritually enlightened people, what it is, is it's a practice of focusing more on feeling good than feeling bad, of healing your shit so that you can raise your frequency, but it's not about only choosing high vibes and only living in in high vibes. If someone were to follow me around or to any of you one-on-one clients, we talk, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm giving you support. You're checking in. I'm very real with you. I share. Not every day is amazing, but also what I do is when I have crazy days like the one I'm going to get to, I share with my one-on-one clients like this is what happened. I was crying. I was snotty. I was screaming. I was bitchy. And this is what I learned from it because that first of all is what makes a good leader and teacher, but it's also the real way to create a good life. You're never going to feel high vibe all the time. I want you to think about times when you should have quote unquote Felt good. Maybe you just got engaged. Maybe you just bought a home. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe you were on vacation. Maybe you just received some extra money or lost a little bit of weight or otherwise were feeling good and should have. Maybe you just had a whole day with nothing planned and that's all you've been dreaming of yet. You still had negative thoughts. You still had moments of feeling not enough, feeling unsure, feeling insecure about something else or the same thing. I remember when I manifested $44,000 and then the next week I found myself stressing about money and I had to consciously go to Leah. You have more money in your bank account than you've ever had why are you stressing about money but my thoughts went well it can't last and then what am i going to do once this money's gone how am i going to make more and i'm still not making enough and blah 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 right so Within even your good times, the things that you should, in quotes, be celebrating, you're still susceptible to your ego, to your human experience, your conditioning, your trauma. Life can't possibly be this good. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, or this won't last, or maybe they're not as good as they seem and they're going to cheat on me, or this money's just going to be gone and then what, right? So, this is the first section is that high vibes only is a crock of shit. (laughs) Quote me on that. And you aim and you focus and you intend to feel better and better in your life. I have way more better moments than I've ever had way more days and moments of bliss and happiness and joy and gratitude than I ever have. But it doesn't mean the bad days or the bad moments are gone. But what I do now is I focus on learning from them. So low vibes. Now that we've talked a little bit about high vibes, low vibes are not bad. They're not wrong. They're not a sign that you're not doing it good enough. They're not a sign that you're off track or that you're going to manifest a bunch of bad things. It's not a sign that you're not there yet. It's a sign that you are human. So if you're having a bad day, if you're having Problems that keep coming up, thoughts that keep coming up. That is your number that's all that it is, is a sign that you are human. So your low vibes are your biggest teacher because you signed up for a life of evolving. You signed up for a life of a spiritual awakening. You are an old soul here to master this life experience. I know that 100%. You know that because you're getting goosebumps or you're feeling the truth of this right now. You are here to evolve, to overcome. That's why you've been through a lot of crazy shit in your life. That is why you've had to overcome things that most people don't even ever have to overcome. That's why you have a rich internal world. That's why you're here for the light no matter what. And you haven't given up yet is because you are here for this life of expansion and abundance and purpose and joy. But you're also here to grow through what you go through grow through what you go through so that you can reach that place. You didn't sign up for a life where you were handed everything with a silver spoon and had no problems. You didn't sign up for a life that was easy, You signed up for a life filled with struggle in the beginning so that you can become a master of your experience and then carry out the rest of your life with intentional manifestation in your dream home, with a beautiful partner, living the way you want to live, traveling the way you want to travel, the bank account, the, the love around you, the support, the body, the health. You're meant to step into it, but your path is about stepping into it and overcoming So when we have low vibes, when we have moments, days, weeks, whatever of fear of feeling not good enough, of feeling lost, of feeling hopeless, of feeling totally fucking disconnected from what you're supposed to be doing or any kind of good, that is your biggest teacher. That is the way that the universe is teaching you and showing you what is next up to heal. What is next up to get to where you want to go? So for an example, if I'm focused on finding love, if I really am ready and want love, and I know a lot of my clients, people I know are in this situation where they're like, I want the soulmate. I want the partner. I want to get married, or I want to have that trusting relationship and, you know, do life with someone. So as you desire that, you are going to go through life. And as you work on your belief system of like, I believe there's someone out there for me. Look, this person found someone and you know, you're know you doing the inner work. Maybe you're even focusing on more self-love and I got to love myself before I can welcome in that love. Okay, I got this. You are going to continuously have thoughts and emotions come up of what if I'm alone forever? what if I never find anyone? What if I find someone and they cheat on me? Who is going to love me? What if, you know, I can't find anyone good or whatever, you know, a hundred, a thousand other thoughts of that tone. And so what happens to a lot of people is they start to think those things And then they start believing them. Yeah, you're right. It's been 37 days. I've been looking for my soulmate or I'm this old and I haven't found them yet. Or maybe it's too late for me. You're going to have these thoughts. And then if you start believing them, you start creating that life of, of not feeling good enough, of not finding the soulmate of being alone. But this is a crossroads for you. When you start feeling those things and seeing and, and thinking those thoughts, the path of the seeker the path of the old soul the path of the seeker that is stepping into everything that she is meant for will learn to see those thoughts and go hmm i wonder why this is coming up over and over again and Then when you actually go there, you start to see, oh, maybe it's about faith in the universe. Maybe it's about my beliefs. Maybe it is about self-love and not feeling worthy of love deep down. Maybe it's just general pessimism of like pessimism that creeps up into your life and your guides and angels are going, yo, you got to get less negative and be more optimistic and see the blessings in life. See the love that's already around you. Notice that you're not actually alone, right? So as you're wanting this soulmate, shit's going to come up about your body, about where you are in life, about the fact that you're a single parent and who's going to love you or whatever it is, right? These things are going to come up because who, hear me here, okay? Who you will become as you grow through those things that are coming up, that is the person that will be ready for love. That is the person that can enter a beautiful, healthy relationship and hold on to that relationship and honor it and give yourself and not sabotage it and not spend all of your days being like, are they going to cheat on me today? Are they going to leave me today? Right? You don't want to be in a relationship like that. Same thing with money. You're wanting more money. So these thoughts of, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. Where's the money going to come from? How am I going to pay rent? How am I going to pay mortgage? How am I going to buy this? I wish I could buy this. I wish I could invest in myself. All these thoughts are going to come up as you're desiring more money because source is literally pointing going, these are the thoughts that hold you back. So I'm going to keep showing them to you so that you can learn how to move through them, how to heal them, how to alchemize them how to overcome them. Because this is the thing I teach quantum manifestation that is being learning how to be the version of yourself that you want to be. But she, you know, it's easy because we just have to be that. But in reality, the part that takes up 90% of my coaching and my teaching and my actual helping of people is not just telling them about the, her work, it's dealing with the shit that stops you from being able to be her. The, the stuff that comes up that actually stops you and in your tracks and makes you feel unworthy or sabotage or not show up for yourself because those are the things that are stopping you. If we could all just be her and start manifesting something new tomorrow, your life would rapidly change. In the next 30 days, you would experience the most crazy manifestations, more money, more progress, more opportunity, whatever it is you're going for, you would experience that. I know that 100%, but what stops us? What blocks us? It's those thoughts. It's those reoccurring notions of I'm not enough. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. This isn't going to work. I have no money. You know, everyone else seems to be doing it right. All of these things. And we have so many things that come up. So they're not just things that come up to say you're not there yet. You've got old shit you need to get rid of. Well, maybe it is that, (laughs) but it's not in that tone. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to be so abundant. And then actually, no, I'm not. And then we believe that those things are just being shown to us as a reflection of what is actually going on inside so that we can transmute it and go, yeah, if I didn't have those reoccurring wounds and those reoccurring thoughts coming up of not having enough, I could move forward much faster. So guess what? Those not enoughness thoughts and emotions are going to come up full force to show you what needs to be transmuted, what needs to be alchemized. So to kind of recap this portion, it's low vibes are your biggest teacher. And if we can, and I teach this in awakened intuition, I teach this with my clients. If we can just meet the shit we go through, as much of a detached energy as possible and observe and go like, okay, what are the thoughts coming up? What am I actually telling myself? What am I believing here to be true? And then move through it with that, sort of perspective, we wouldn't just believe it. We wouldn't just be like, yeah, you're right. I'm not good enough. Yeah, you're right. My body's not good enough. Nobody's going to love me. They probably will cheat on me, right? Like nobody wants to stay there. You don't want to stay there. And I'm here today to maybe wake you up a little bit to the places where you have been staying in, right? So forever, I wanted to make more money, but my bank account always showed me how little money I was making. I was actually going more into debt instead of making money. So when I stayed in that, like I'm clearly not doing something, like I'm not doing it right because clearly my bank account would reflect it if I was doing it right. And then I would go around searching, like teach me, fix me, help me. I'm not doing it right. I'm broken. Show me the magic way. That is never going to get me there. If I can look at those feelings and go like, what am I feeling here? Well, I'm feeling not enough. I'm feeling like it's not working. Okay. Feeling not enough is the issue that's blocking you from abundance. That's blocking you from love or from health or whatever else. It's not true. It's just the belief system that's on repeat that is actually blocking you. So I hope that you understand the difference between feeling these things and believing them versus feeling these things and learning from them. Okay. So now I'm going to tell you about the craziest day that I had last week and what it's teaching me. And I'm not even fully through it, but I'm sharing from a very vulnerable place. This is the perfect time to share, to really bring you in on the journey. Okay, so last week in the morning, Um, first of all, my husband was walking my daughter to the bus and I was with my son and I went to go get a cup of coffee. This was the beginning of it all. I went to go get a cup of coffee. We have our coffee, we use a Bodum and then we pour it into a thermos and I went to go pick up the thermos by the lid and the lid came off and the thermos dropped and the entire thing of coffee went everywhere. So of course, because I've already been feeling overwhelmed. We have three kids. We have a puppy. I don't have a lot of personal space it's a thing I'm working on. It's a thing that I'm learning through. I was already having a few thick days before that where my shit was coming up and I wasn't totally feeling amazing. So then the coffee spills everywhere and I just felt really frustrated. And I let out one of those like, ah, you know, frustrated. Okay, whatever, whatever, make more coffee. So that morning I had to go into town. I live about an hour from town and go to the chiropractor. So I left that morning after the coffee incident made more coffee went in the car and started getting towards the chiropractor and about 10 minutes away my gas light went on It's 11:11 11, 11 here right now as I'm recording um my gas light went on and I went okay, well, I'll just get gas after because, um, my Cairo is close and I got to get there. I want always like to be on time. So no problem. There's a gas station near the Cairo. I'll just go after not a big deal. So I see the gas light and I keep driving and I get to the Cairo and I go to, before I went in, I got my mask and whatever else. And I went to get out my wallet. And all of a sudden I realized I had no payment cards in my wallet. And I was like, (laughs) <laughs> I had gone grocery shopping the night before I had taken out my payment cards and just put them in my coat pocket. Cause sometimes I don't like to carry around my wallet. And then I brought a different jacket that next morning. So I get to the Cairo and my first thought is, oh my goodness, I can't pay for the chiropractor. Oh my goodness. What do I do? And so I go in and they're like, Hey Talia, how are you? And I'm like, ah, actually I just realized that I don't have any payment cards and I live in Qualicum beach, which is an hour away and I don't know what to do. And they're like, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it. We know you. I've been going there forever. You can pay next time. I had to be back in town on Monday. No big deal. You can pay on Monday. And I went, oh, oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Because I really needed the appointment. And then I realized my gas tank. And I was like, oh my goodness. What do I actually do? I have no payment cards. Thankfully, the chiropractor would let me pay on Monday. But I have no gas either. What do I do? So I phoned my husband and I was kind of like freaking out. I'm like, baby, he's also like my best friend. So I just go to him for everything. I'm like, baby, I don't have any payment cards. Like, I don't even know what to do. And I'm sitting there after the appointment. And then I went, oh, I'll go to my bank and I'll get a new debit card. So I I know in Canada and the U S debit cards are a little bit different, but I can just go into my bank, get a new debit card, get a replacement card. And then I could go get gas and I was starting to get hungry and stuff, get a sandwich or get something and then start heading home. I could even go back to the Cairo and pay. I'm like, okay, this is perfect. Okay. So, okay. Got it, babe. I'm going to go to the bank. I'll let you know. Okay, bye, love you lots, bye. So then I drive to the bank, which is luckily only a couple blocks away. Of course, my tank is still on empty, starting to make me more nervous because I've now driven the 10 minutes and then now to the bank. I go into the bank. And I'm like, I just need a replacement card. I live an hour away. I don't have my card. My gas is on empty and I need a new replacement card. So they're like, okay, no problem. Let me show you, show me your ID. So I pull out my ID and in Canada, we have a driver's license and we also have a services card, which is like our medical card. Both of them are photo ID. So they needed two. So I brought those out. Luckily I had them on me and she goes, your ID is expired. And I was like, what? It expired a week ago she's like, I can't give you a new debit card without a valid ID. So first of all, again, I'm very real here sharing very honestly. First of all, I had just driven with an expired license. Thankfully I hadn't been driving because it had been snowing. Like I hadn't been in my car yet, thankfully. But I realized that I was driving with an invalid driver's license, which is a big deal. And I couldn't get a new debit card with an expired license. So she kind of got a little bit bitchy to me but I was starting to get more and more overwhelmed like oh fuck now what right so I'm usually so nice to people I was like this is not helpful and I left and that was me being mean I was like oh probably just taking it out on her but she said to me you can't expect me to give you a new debit card with an expired ID I was like okay fine and then I'm like okay The driver's license office to get a new driver's license, a new valid ID is actually in the same parking lot. I'm just going to go get a new driver's license. I go there, it costs, but I don't have any way to pay for it. So I can't get a new ID without paying, without paying, and I can't get a new card without the ID. So I went to my car and I had been having a few weeks of very intense emotions everything was starting to bubble up to the surface and I was just went to my car I started bawling and crying and screaming and crying and I phoned my husband I'm like I don't even know what the fuck to do and so my husband being the angel he is was so there for me but also like okay We'll come and get you an hour away with the puppy, with the baby, like we'll come. You can just stay tight. We'll I'll bring you your debit cards and then you can get gas and like just hang in there. And then we realized like his sister lives in town. But then I realized his sister had COVID and just had COVID. So I don't think that they're out and around. I don't even know where they're at, if they're contagious or what. I was just bawling and crying and losing my mind because in that moment, and I'll share more as I move through the story, One of my big things is feeling alone as I shared. I tend to, when I'm not doing well, I see lack. I see lack of time, lack of money, lack of space, lack of quiet, lack of support. And I get in this friggin' lack cycle that is so uncomfortable. And it's one of the things that has been calling me to release. So here I am crying in my car. I'm hungry. I have no gas. I have no money. I have nobody around me. I'm just feeling so mad and so frustrated. And I'm saying to my husband, there's gotta be something I can't see. There's gotta be a way you shouldn't have to come an hour out of town. Like that's a huge thing with the, like I said, with the puppy and the baby. And it was like, he was just about to sit down with my son and eat lunch and it was going to be his nap time. And I'm just like, fuck. So he's like, I'm going to call my sister and just see where she's at. So I'm sitting in my car waiting for him to call me back. Thankfully, this is where source comes in thankfully for some reason his sister had just happened to be pulling into the same parking lot that i was in and she doesn't even like she lives close ish but it's not like it's across the street it was such a fluke turns out she's over covid she's no longer contagious and she was out with her boyfriend grocery shopping so my husband phones her and goes like talia needs some help can you like bring her 40 bucks. She'll e-transfer you like email transfer you. And she just needs help. She's got no gas kind of running down the situation. He's emotional. Cause I'd had such a hard time and I was just breaking down, feeling fucking lost and frustrated. And she's like, okay, where, where is she? And my husband tells her the parking lot that I'm in. And she's like, I just pulled into that park. Oh, there she is. My husband's like, Oh my goodness, thank you so much. So they get out. I'm just a ball of mess. They get out of the car. I get out of the car. I'm just crying. They just hug me. And her boyfriend gives me like a hundred bucks because I guess they had cash on them or whatever. And he's like, here, take care of yourself. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. And as we're talking and I'm just saying, I've just had some really hard days and it's just been so bad. And I just didn't know what to do. And I'm stranded and stuck and all this stuff. And then As we're talking, this is the part where to all the guys out there listening to this, I'm going to talk about some girly stuff to all the women. You get it. As I'm talking, I start to feel that I'm getting my period, like in that moment. And I'm like, What is happening so I'm talking and because I was like talking to her boyfriend and like I just didn't say anything I know I can I know that it's part of the shame and a whole other thing but I just felt weird saying something but I'm standing there going like oh my goodness I'm getting my period right now and it actually feels like it's heavy like I need to deal with it right now so I'm like wrapping up the conversation going okay I've got to have like a pad or a tampon or something in my car no problem I'm sure I will I'll just take care of it after this conversation so we're talking They helped to shift my mood. We started talking about the new puppy we've got and life and everything going on in the world. And just, it started to shift me and I started to feel a little bit better. Also so thankful that they gave me that money. So I still don't have a driver's license. That's valid. I still don't have gas, but I decided after we're done, after we're done talking, I got in my car and realized that my period was way like, it just came on full force. Normally it does not normally day one is like barely anything, but it was like full force. And looking back, I think it was part of the release of what was going on, but I sit in my car and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I can't even sit here to get to a like drugstore. So I looked in my car, there was nothing there. I usually always have something in case of the situation comes up, a pad, a tampon, something in my car. And I didn't, and it was so weird. And I'm again, another place where I'm, I don't have enough. There's not there what I need. So I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get like a towel or something to sit on again. I know this is TMI for some people, but this is life. This is the realness of what was happening. So on top of the whole clusterfuck of things that were happening, I get my period. And it's so heavy that I'm like, oh my goodness, I need something. I don't want to get like blood on my seat. So I go into my trunk and I find this towel (laughs) that I had used to mop up like water that my kids had spilled in my car, but like two weeks ago or a week ago, but it had been sitting in my car cold, so it hadn't dried. So I start sitting on this damp, gross towel, going like, oh my God, is this seriously my life? And as I'm driving, because I need to get gas first, As I'm driving to go get gas, I'm realizing like, this is like a level 10 situation with my period. I felt like I was in high school, like without a pad going, Oh my goodness, it's going to get through my pants. Like it was like the worst situation. I had never, I hadn't been in that situation probably since high school. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God. So I get gas. I get out. Thankfully, I'm wearing black yoga pants. I can feel it's like through my pants. It's now a situation where I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And of course, already feeling sad, already feeling down, just lost. So I go, I pay for gas. I go to the washroom there and it's like, yeah, full on, totally like something needs to change now. It's through my pants, through my underwear, all that good stuff. So I get back in the car and I'm like, fuck, I don't even know what to do. So I take the money that thankfully my um, brother-in-law gave me and I went to a store and I got new pants, pads or tampons or something and underwear. And I go in the store, like jacket tied around my waist, just feeling like a piece of crap, feeling sad and lost and whatever. I go and buy the most comfy sweatpants I'd ever bought new underwear, (laughs) tampons, and go back to my car, change my clothes because I've got this gross, disgusting towel that now has blood on it. My pants are soaked through just so gross. So I don't mean gross, like shameful, but I felt gross. I was saying to my husband, it's like, like you had the worst day in the world and then you peed yourself. And it's like, oh my God, because could this get any worse? So I take care of myself in my car and just sit there. And after I was done, I just cried. And I was like, what the hell? What is going on? Why am I experiencing this? And in this moment, I saw that it's all my lack coming to the surface. When I was sitting in my car after I talked to my husband, waiting for my sister-in-law to come, and I was just crying, the feeling was I am alone. I don't have any money. I don't have any support. There's nobody here with me. I had to cancel my clients for the day. Like it just felt so shitty. I was supposed to have clients. I was supposed to just go to the Cairo and come home and then have a full day of clients. I had to cancel them. I was just a mess and I was feeling I'm alone. That was the biggest thing coming up and lack no money, no support, no gas, nobody totally alone in my own self to deal with my own self and it felt so shitty. So as I had this moment of reflection after in my new pants <laughs> taking care of myself still hungry and I started going wow this is lack showing itself so front and center that there's I can't deny it anymore. And through that breakdown and all of that stuff, I got to see what had been going on under the surface this whole time. What always holds me back. What always prevents me from getting to my next level. It's always the thing I have to bust through. I have to remember to get supported, to invest in myself, to make sure I have a coach, to focus on the money I am making, or I do have, or the time I do have utilize the moments of space, even though there's very, not very many of them carve out that time make this life mine. Don't keep giving in to the story of lack, the story of alone. Because if I do, I'm never going to get where I want to go personally. I'm never going to get to my next level if I'm focused so much on the lack and on the being alone. So it was all shown to me in the biggest clusterfuck of things where I was just sent to my knees, sent to, um, yeah, sent to my knees emotionally at such a low that it was like one of those moments of like, what is actually going on here? And then that's when I saw it's lack, no driver's license, no gas, no tampons, no buddy, no money, no, right. It was just like over and over and over again, lack, 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 lack. So after that I sat I processed, I cried, I saw what was going on, what was showing itself so very obviously to me and decided to make my way back home in all truth that day, although like telling it now I sound calm, <laughs> I was traumatized. I came home and first thing I did was have a shower, but then I went to meditate and I fell asleep almost instantly. It was like my body wanted to shut down after the trauma of the day, the constant, um, shit really. And the feeling that it just felt so awful. So I came home, I tried to meditate after I had a shower and then I just, um, fell asleep. And, uh, when I woke up, my husband woke me up being like, it's dinner, dinner time. And I was just withdrawn. It was like, I was numb, but in the days since that I have so clearly been able to see my automatic reaction of lack. So I will plan to work out. And then one kid is like, oh, I thought we were going to braid my hair or something. And I'm like, oh, fine. There's no time to do both. I'll just do your thing and not mine. And I'll see how even if I, you know, got a new client or a payment, I'll think, you know, well, but how do I know I'm going to be okay next month? Or just all these stupid things that are actually, I don't mean stupid, like down on myself, but they're not based in reality. My life is good. I am supported. So yes, I have wounds from my childhood when I wasn't supported. I have been hardcore bullied to the point where cops have been involved. I've had all my friends in high school turn against me because one bully threatened to kill them if they didn't turn against me. And she threatened to kill me and I had to leave school and I moved towns and I've had lack. I've had people disappear. I've had people turn their back on me. I've had people not there for me, but that is not happening right now. In fact, I have a beautiful husband who is the most supportive being I've ever met in my life. I have kids that, yes, sometimes it's draining, but they love me. They have my back. They know the real me. I have a best friend in the world who is there for me in the drop of a hat. I have incredible support systems around me. I don't even have a whole lot of really close friends, but the people I do have are, are authentic, are authentic authentic are there for me. I have beautiful clients that understand, and I could cancel and say, I'm so sorry. And they say, it's okay. You do you. It's okay. We'll reschedule. Right? So on my way home, I was screaming. I was saying like, I'm done with this. Take it from me. Guides, angels, show me now I'm done. Okay. Lack. Okay. Let's get rid of this. Let's move it. And then after I kind of screamed, because I'm really big right now on moving the emotions through, sometimes it's screaming, sometimes it's running, sometimes it's jumping or exercising or jumping jacks or punching the air, moving the energy through. I did that. And then all of a sudden my brain and my mind, all of a sudden it saw where there were the pluses in the day. I... My, it was great. My guides guided my thoughts to show me who was there for me that day, how my sister-in-law just happened to be coming into the same parking lot. They happened to have cash on me. That was more than what I was even asking for. My husband was willing to drop everything. He was so concerned. He was crying with me on the phone, like so much emotion because he cared so deeply. The chiropractor let me pay on Monday. My beautiful clients were, especially my one-on-ones were understanding and grateful and proud of me for sharing and being authentic and sharing what really life is like sometimes as you're up-leveling, as you're moving forward. And here's also you know, a little bit of a a thing that I saw was that I've been demanding, (laughs) calling in, demanding my next level, and it's only me in my way. So this is a beautiful lesson to start to kind of wrap this episode up. As we demand more of life and as we demand more of ourselves, as we call to step into more abundance, impact, health, love, manifestation, power, And we get more gritty and we desire it more and more and more. And we go, okay, I'm ready. Come on. It's time. You will be shown almost at the equal amount of aggressiveness. You will be shown what is in your way because the universe doesn't just give you what you want. It shows you who you are And allows you to see what needs to be transmuted and transformed to step into your next level, which is where the work comes in. As I said at the beginning of this episode, if we could all just be her right now, our life would, everything would change. Like I could make a million dollars, I'm sure, in the next six months if I just was her 100% of the time. But we are human and we default back into who we were and what we learned and our traumas and our patterns. So then it comes, okay, now what do I do to be her more often? And that's where the work comes in. That's where either meditation or, you know, my work with spirit and alchemizing things is where inner child comes in and shadow work and whatever path is going to call you to those deep, deep healings, because we need to do the deep healing so that we can, act and be who we are meant to be. So this cluster of a day was showing me to Leah, you are asking for more. I'm even doing things like I've been working out more and I've been in the process of hiring someone new. That's a big leap for me and all these different things I'm doing more, but the story of lack, the story of being alone was still driving the show more often than What will allow me to rise? Do you know what I mean? That story of lack, that story of not enoughness, that story of being unsupported and alone that makes me push away the universe. And that was a huge realization I had a few years ago that when you feel unsupported, you might mean that it's humans, right? Maybe your mom's not there for you. Or you don't have a lot of friends that get you or your husband doesn't get it or whatever it is going on. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough resources. You don't have enough support. You're also projecting that energy about the universe and you're saying I'm alone. And the universe is like, well, shit, I'm trying to be there for you, but all I can do is mirror what you're putting out. So you're not alone and I'm not alone. But the more that I play into that and allow myself to be triggered by that and dive into it, the more I'm just holding myself back. So this episode could be much longer. There's much more that goes into this as far as like, I've been seeing this, this thing of lack for a while. I've been told it by people. I've been triggered by other people and it comes back to not enough all the time. And it comes back to I'm alone and nobody cares. And I'm just over here suffering and everyone else is moving on with their life. And there's these thoughts that have been there since I was young. It's the exact same energy that got me into the eating disorder, that got me into addiction, that got me into depression and made me feel like nobody gives a shit. Why do I even care if nobody else cares, right? But I've healed so much of that. I've moved forward with so much of it. I've been coached, I've been mentored, I've had therapy, I've done my own inner work and my own spontaneous healings and realizations and books and courses and all the things I've done to move myself forward. I've, I've made more money now than I've ever made. I've got more deep connection, more intuitive guidance channeling through me. My powers are growing. But this small story needs to go for me to move on to my big level. So I am going to wrap up now. And what I want to ask you is your clusters that come up, your stories on repeat, when you're in your low, 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 low days, what is the story coming up? What is the, if you could just scream out what's happening and what you're feeling, what would you say? And one of the things that I would say when I'm in my most heated moments is I'm alone in this. Nobody gives a shit. I'm on my own. And that's the story that's got to transform because my physical reality doesn't even show me that that's true. That's old stuff. That's being bullied. That's issues with my mom. That's issues with myself that I've always dealt with. But what I am now and who I am becoming now and how I'm leading others now is calling for a bigger version of me and I am calling for a bigger version of me. So it's time to see those things. And then what we do is once we see that that's coming up, we can recognize it more. So then I've been triggered even since then, since this realization, it wasn't gone overnight, but I've been triggered into it and I can see it more clearly. I'm like, oh, there's lack again. There's the feeling of unsupported again. Am I actually unsupported And then I'll go through in my mind. I'm like, no, this person's there for me. This person's there for me. I could reach out to this person, this person, or this person right now. The evidence shows me I'm not alone and I move through it as well as doing some deep healing around it, getting help with it. And that is part of what is my journey is to not Do it alone to actually take that story that is going on and prove it otherwise, prove it otherwise, do the deep healing and whatever is calling you. As I said, shadow work, getting coached, getting mentored, maybe it's tapping, maybe it's learning more about the subconscious mind while also now being able to see what is going on, what is coming up and without seeing it, you are just a victim to it before you were aware of it, you just were it, right? I just was alone until I recognized that it was a story that was coming up. And when that story comes up over and over and over again, and I'm calling for a bigger life, sources going, yo, this, this story is not real. And it's got to go if you're going to step into everything you're meant for. So that's the thing is it's just a story. Even if you say, no, but Talia, I am actually alone. I don't have a partner. I don't, maybe my parents have passed away or they're not in my life, or I don't have that support. I am actually alone. But the thing is, is you're not, you're not actually alone. You have a team of light Guides and angels. You have, there are mentors that are there for you if you take the leap. So, yeah, sometimes it takes money, right? When I went to eating disorder counseling and got support for what the fuck I was going through, I had to pay her for that. But that doesn't mean she's not there for me. There are endless ways to be supported. I'm sure there are friends you could reach out to, there's people you could hire, there's people in your life that are there for you. So, it's just up to you to see the the reoccurring thoughts, the reoccurring stories that come up, and then start to disprove them. And this is the work that I do. Most of, as I mentioned, most of the work I do with clients is not just teaching them about quantum manifestation, it's teaching them and having them see what stops them. It's not about becoming something new, it's about dissolving what you are not. The way that Source sees you, stepping into that and dissolving the things you've believed about yourself that aren't. True. That is what is going to set you free, especially you, the old soul, the manifester, the seeker. This is where it's at. So make sure to look at the reoccurring things that come up in your experience and start to see them as just stories, things on repeat that hold you back, not necessarily truth. So I hope this resonated with you today. Thank you for being here for my crazy story, sharing my crazy day. And I hope that my experience can help to teach you something. And if this resonated with you, I would love to hear, take a screenshot of you listening, post it on Instagram, tag me at Talia Joy Manifestation. And while I'm talking about Instagram, I want you to go check out my Instagram because I have like a few thousand people on Facebook and only a few hundred on Instagram. So I know you're out there. Come find me on Instagram. I've just gotten into reels. My first reel, I actually did one last year, but my first reel that I posted last week got over 5,000 views in the first 24 hours. And now we're almost at 6,000, which is pretty amazing. Super fun. Um, but I'm all into that posting on Instagram all the time. I'd love to see you watching the show and tagging your friends, sharing the show, because you guys, we need, this information in the hands of the other lightworkers, the other empaths, the other seekers here for big stuff, because together we are changing the world. We are shifting the energy of the planet. I am here for it. I know you are here for it. And if you want to work together, now is the time. You can join me in the Quantum Leap Mentorship, which is four weeks of one-on-one support. It is the container. You get the support. You get all the materials you need designed for a Quantum Leap for this work. If you're ready to move forward, contact me. The link is in the show notes. Find me on Instagram at Talia joy manifestation. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I want you to take a second to take a breath with me and embody everything you just heard. Take one deep breath in and let it all go. One more deep breath in and let it all go. Thank you for being a seeker. Thank you for tuning into the show. It's an honor to serve you and I'll see you in the next episode.